Hi, everyone. Coach Bills and Coach Future Star back to cover another group in a PNTT preview podcast. This one will be the Dolan group. But before we get going, Coach, how you doing? Great, great. Let's keep it going. Let's do it. Uh, so the number one seed in this group, the Odessa Jacksonville Sun. I think they're from Odessa, not Jacksonville. <laughs> That's in there, though, in their name. Uh, Miguel Dolan, the namesake of the group, graduated last year or graduated after this past season. He started a power forward for this team which was a three seed in the NTT. I have to admit, I don't remember that. Um, not a team that historically has done that well, Odessa. Uh, they were in the NTT the previous few seasons before that, uh, but for most of League 31's history, they haven't been an NTT team. Last year, their success was sparked primarily, it appears, by Seth Meyer, the point guard, who I believe was first team all league after his performance. He's coming back as a senior. As a junior, he had 24.4 points per game, on 61.1% true shooting and uh, 5.3 assists and 1.8 steals too. So really a breakout season for him. He's back. Dolan's gone. As I said, the freshman who came in though, looked to feature a star 20 hardwood, 89 SIM hoops, Kirk Taylor and Benjamin blitz, two big guys with some nice looking game scores presumably are the reason for that hardwood ranking. So you got to figure at least one of those guys is slated to fit right in and replace Dolan, right, Coach? Yeah, I mean, if you look at their, their ranking, you clearly um, those two guys have a ton of talent. The third, I don't know if he was a walk-on, but yeah, he looks like kind of a non-factor. But between Benjamin Biltz and Kirk Taylor. Ooh, thank you. Biltz, I Biltz. missed that. Yeah. <laughs> I have to zoom way in there. Biltz, okay, I like it. It's almost like yeah. Bills. Yeah, so yeah, just come out. Yeah, so Kirk Taylor, um, he looks like the type of guy. He looks like he looks like a scorer. I mean, you look at in, in looking at his scouting report, um, he's definitely a scorer. Um, maybe not so great from three, but looks like he can finish at the rim, uh, gets to the line. Maybe not the best rebounder. Um, so that's something that they'll have to work around, but certainly a guy they could use because last season they definitely depended a lot on Seth Meyer, although they did get a few contributions from some other players too. Um, but Kirk Taylor will only add to that. Um, Biltz, on the other hand, I would say is probably more of a well-rounded big man. So I wonder if he's the more obvious center. I guess it just depends on what your philosophy is on terms of, in terms of rebounding, athleticism, et cetera. Um, but between the two of them, uh, I think he definitely got the makings of a nice front court. Yeah. And I wonder, I mean, you kind of implied there that they m both might start, right? I mean, Daniel Dixon comes back. He was pretty good, you know, 10 rebounds per 30 minutes three blocks per 30, but it's not as if he was a superstar. So yeah, I could see it. And maybe, maybe they'll both get a shot. What do you think? Yeah, it's possible. And I'm not sure exactly what um, the coach is going to do, but it looks like he doesn't mind some unorthodox lineups. If you see that he had uh, six foot 10 Thomas Goodwin playing a backup small forward. So um, of the three starting uh, returning uh, guards and wings, I would say maybe their small forward was a little bit of the weak link uh, there, Manuel Daniels, even though he did score a little bit, not the best hands, um, didn't really pass the ball that well. I almost wonder if, uh, if Dixon stays in the lineup and both Biltz and Taylor also stay in the lineup and they just go jumbo. That would be cool. And like you said, Taylor, not a great rebounder. Won't matter if he's playing small forward, you know? I mean, right. maybe it'll matter a little bit, but uh, could be neutralized. That would make things interesting. So, yeah, I mean, I got to admit, when I first opened up this team, I saw the their preseason ranking is not great. You know, they're number 75. It's not a team with a lot of history, like I said. But, 
looking through them here, 20 wins last year. Myers coming back as a senior. A couple of nice-looking freshman big guys. They look pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely a lot of talent there. And like, and, you know, like I said, even though Meyer was a, you know, kind of a dominant scorer, uh, it's not like he, it was a one-man show. There was some other offense there, and now you're adding more uh, in Kirk Taylor, and even Belts could chip in a little bit too. I mean, this team's not going to be lacking for offense. Um, I'm not sure, um, you know, what, what uh, the other uh, attributes say about this team, but um, certainly looks like a team that's going to, you know, maybe pick up right where they left off. Yeah, should have some scoring and some size. Not a bad combination, that's for sure. Uh, so a deserving number one seed for sure. Uh, now as we head a, head to look at the number two seed, another O team, uh, in fact, a double O, the Ocala Opossum at a conference 10, and they were a 10 seed in the NTT, finished number 41 in the power rankings. Uh, they lost Adrian Kelly, who was their starting center last year, and a real presence in the middle. I mean, you look at his game score, and at first you think, ah, oh, you know, he was okay, but... 4.3 blocks per 30 minutes for him along with double digit rebounds. So certainly a loss there. Uh, then, you know, they bring in freshmen who were ranked 98 hardwood, 105 sim hoops, certainly some size, six, eight, six, eight, six, nine, but there's not an Adrian Kelly in the group. So, uh, you know, right away, the question is how can they replace what he did or, or work around it at least? Right. Yeah. So that, yeah, like you said, Kelly, it's, it's really tough to replace a guy who's seven foot two. I mean, guys like that are rare. Um, and while they will have adequate size, there will not be anybody on the team taller than six, nine. So, which in this league, you know, you can kind of work around that because it's so hard to recruit size in this league. Not everyone has, you know, multiple guys, six, Jackson, six, 11, right. I got it. <laughs> Hayden yeah, Garcia. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We <laughs> but, can keep uh, going here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, it, it, some teams have it, but a lot of teams don't because the talent is so spread out in this league because it's so tough. So I think you can work around that um, as long as the talent is, is kind of well spread throughout the lineup. Um, they, other than Kelly, they didn't really lose too much, um, but you know they they don't have a ton of size on the bench. Uh, there's not, you know, I guess I guess of the the freshmen coming in, I guess you would look at Devin Smith as maybe. Um, the most obvious candidate to start just because he could, looks like a pretty good scorer, fairly good defender, hard to say on the rebounding, you know, um, let's see here. Devin Smith. So he looks pretty good overall. I mean, yeah. not as a center, but just as a good player for the, for their class ranking. I'm surprised to see him this efficient and, you know, defense passing. He looks good. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like rebounding is kind of maybe a little bit yeah. of a detriment for him. Um, yeah, yeah. Only getting seven rebounds as a power forward. Uh, yeah. Hard to tell because he's on a fair scout, but it's fair scouted as a poor rebounder. Um, but, you know, um, they do return their leading scorer, Luke Sharp, maybe not the most well-rounded player for point guard, but did score 26 points a game on a per 30 minute basis. So there's value in that. Um, they bring back their second leading scorer and Dwight Childress, um, so, I mean, other than Kelly, you know, that's a big defensive presence they're going to miss in the middle. Um, if they find a way to kind of, you know, mitigate that a little bit, yeah, you could see this team possibly, you know, making it back to the NTT, depending on, you know, what their conference looks like. Yeah, that sounds about right. As you said, Sharp can really score. Uh, it's good that he's coming back. He's not quite as well-rounded as a Seth Meyer on Odessa, but he can score point for point with him, it looks like. Uh, and they do have a guy in Malik Tate who scored well off the bench for them last year. Not very efficiently, but he scored some. So 
I don't think offense will be their problem. I wonder if defense could be, you know I mean? Last year they blocked 10.6 shots a game. So that was one of their best attributes as a team. And now Kelly takes away, you know, 40% of that, you know, losing him. So right. Julian Kane can block some shots, you know, he'll, he'll be, he's back, but it's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Julian Kane, maybe that's probably the obvious solution for center. I mean, yeah, those are some mm-hmm. pretty good numbers at power forward uh, over nine rebounds, uh, two and a half blocks per 30 minutes. That That's, that's, you know, probably in the top, you know, I would guess in the top 10 percentile for power forwards. Um, so maybe he's the center and uh, Devin Smith moves in there as you're kind of, you know, scoring power forward. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or maybe, yeah. Cause yeah, I was going to say, yeah, D'Anthony Phillips, but he's gone too. He was pretty good off the bench for them. So he's out. Um, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, it's a couple of six, nine guys on NA for them for them last year, but I assume, and one of them's gone, one's coming back, not part of a very good class. So I doubt they'll factor in. So that that's the biggest issue for this team. Uh, let's talk about the three seed in the group team. You're very familiar with from conference 14, uh, St. Paul Saints, they were in the PTT last year, started as a 13 seed and then won the whole tournament. Uh, so that usually would say to me, OK, that team should have been in the NTT. They won the PTT. So having been so familiar with them, did you have that impression of them heading into the PTT? Did you feel like they got some bad breaks and could have competed in the NTT or were you a little surprised by their run? Um, I don't know. I mean, it, 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 our conference is fairly top heavy. Um you know, they took some tough losses um, in in Conference 14 play. They did have uh, kind of, I would say, kind of a bad loss in the conference tournament. I mean, we beat them in the conference tournament semifinals. And then they lost to Memphis, who was just kind of a, I believe, was maybe a six seed or something like that. And so I don't know if that knocked them out of the NTT. But um, considering that they were, well, I guess not. They were a 13 seed in the PTT. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess they were not in, in NTT contention. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think PTT, I guess, was probably about right for the way they played last season. Uh, most of their talent uh, comes in their guards, um, and it looks like it's going to be that way again. Um, you know, Zachary Evans is a very good player. Uh, he was conference player of the year as a freshman, uh, first-team freshman all-league, and he came back and probably – did even better last season than he did as a freshman. So they do have a star player to build around. It's more of the support players um, that they're lacking. Um, so I'm not sure what they're going to do uh, as far as that, but they do bring in a nice, you know, freshman class. Looks like, I don't know if there's any stars there, but it looks like three probably above average players. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, three guys who are, size-wise, a good fit to play small forward. And that's the one position where they lost a starter in Dalton Dupree, who was okay, but looks like maybe their weakest starter, at least based on just game score. Uh, You know, these guys, Stringer, McKnight, and Collins, all played power forward in high school, Um, all scored okay, Stringer in particular, in really nice efficiency numbers and, and good scoring. So, you know, just based on the stats, it looks like maybe he would be the small forward, but McKnight is more well-rounded, you know, better passer. It looks like better defensively. Uh, and then Collins blocked some shots and scored pretty well too. So, uh, you know, coach blue, as you know, better than I, uh, you know, good coach, you know, willing to move things around, make the right moves. So one of those guys fits in, who knows, maybe even two of them could start. Um, but it looks like a very solid team that was on a really upward trajectory at the end of last season. Right. Right. Yeah. And anytime you have a player like Zachary Evans, um, you know, you're always going to match up pretty well against any other team because uh, not too many uh, teams can 
can defend a guy that's scoring 26 points a game. Um, and uh, there's, you know, this is probably getting ahead of ourselves, but their schedule um, in, within this PNTT isn't the toughest. So, um, you know, they could have some success for sure. No, I wouldn't say it's getting ahead of ourselves. Mm-hmm. I always forget to look at the schedule part. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that you bring it up. Um, you know, I mean, St. Paul, of course, playing Duluth in the uh, in-state rivalry that we always mm-hmm. look forward to. Uh, Honolulu, a team they play out of uh, out of group, is, I think, better than that preseason ranking would suggest. So that could be a tougher game. Um, but, yeah, it doesn't look like they have any real, uh, you know, stud top teams on their schedule. Um, so I, I imagine they could they could hang in with these first two teams. Um, but let's look at the fourth team before we make any real declarations. Uh, that's Lancaster, uh, the Jarrett McLeans. They were in the NTT last year as a 13 seed, finished number 94 in the power rankings. Lost a couple senior starters. Logan McSwain was their small forward, uh, arguably their second best player last year. He's gone. Aiden Johnson graduated as well. Uh, and the freshman they brought in looked uh, maybe like an upgrade. I mean, 25 hardwood, 10 sim hoops. And they brought in a very talented scoring big man in Christopher Lewis. Right. Yeah. Well, one thing that this team, it looked like um, last year, they kind of maybe just based on uh, their roster, they kind of had to slow it down a little bit. They were only taking 59 shots a game. They scored 72 they had one kind of main scorer in Benjamin Johnson. Well, now it looks like they're going to bring in three guys, and I don't know if all three guys will start, but there are some definite scoring options there, um, which they maybe didn't have last season. Um, so they might be able to, to open the game up a little bit this time around. Yeah, I mean, Lewis is a starter for sure, I would have to say, uh, just based on looking at this. The other two guys can score, but maybe lack a little bit defensively. So that's where I would just question whether they'll actually be in the starting lineup. But it wouldn't be a shock to see all three of them in there. Uh, and this is a team in Lancaster that has, you know, in recent years, going back a little ways, had some very formidable lineups. Um, so they may be heading back to that now. You know, so they, they lost some good players, but brought in some good players as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if they actually can take a step, even though they graduated the class that was ranked the best on last year's team. Right, and there wasn't too much depth on the bench, but this gives this new this uh, freshman class gives them some some building blocks to build around. Like you said, um, yeah, Christopher Lewis for sure. Anytime you can get a seven footer that's scoring over twenty points a game, he's an automatic starter. Um, the other two, maybe a few flaws in their game, but um, at worst, gives them some nice uh, post depth or small forward depth. Um, and, and like I said, there there wasn't there's not a ton that they that's standing in their way. Um, so they'll probably get some playing time. And this team did make the NTT last year, ended up finishing towards the bottom of the NTT, overall record of 14 and 10. So I don't know, can they make it back to the NTT if they did last year with that roster? Sure, why not? Because this one looks upgraded. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they graduated two forwards and and brought in three guys. So like I said, wouldn't be surprised to see them all in there pending their defensive ability. Uh, so looking to the group as a whole, this one, I think all four teams look like they have some ability. 
maybe I would lean toward Odessa, but I haven't really looked at the schedule. So give, give me some insight there. What, who do you think is, <laughs> uh, is likely yeah. to win this group based I mean, on that? Does, and we're going to have to repeat it. And we didn't plan it this way, I promise. But um, my team, Rockford, uh, does also play Odessa <laughs> in an out-of-group schedule. So we're going to hope to pin a loss on them there, which puts them at a maximum of five wins. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, um, nothing like, you know, some tough teams there for sure. Nothing overly tough um out of that and for a team that finished 12th in the ntt last year and brings in you know some pretty solid talent especially down in the post i would think that you know they they would be pretty successful in this tournament um the other three teams lancaster just because of benjamin johnson he's gonna probably you know carry them to a few wins with that uh, new freshman talent saint paul like i said always dangerous with a guy like zachary evans um, but yeah, fairly wide open, I, I, I would think. And, and none of them really have that tough of schedules uh, overall when you take in consider- into consideration all six games. So I'd say it's pretty wide open with, like I said, with a slight lean towards Odessa. Yeah, it's interesting to see each of these teams has one awesome scorer, right? And three of them are at point guard. I mean, Odessa has Meyer coming back. Ocala has Sharp. And skipping to Lancaster, like you said, they've got Benjamin Johnson. He's only the third best scoring point guard in this group somehow. And then there's Evans, the shooting guard for St. Paul. So uh, some high-level talent, at least scoring-wise, for these teams. Should be some fun games. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I do think Odessa is the best team. I like all three of these other teams. I think they're interesting. Um, I kind of I, – I feel like maybe I'm being influenced too much by the PTT title, but I, I kind of like St. Paul as a team that could overcome Ocala a little bit just because Ocala lost Kelly. I think that's going to be tough to – to figure out for them. But I, I do think Odessa is clearly the favorite in this group. Uh, the more I look at it, given, given what they are bringing back and what they brought in. Right. That's fair. I mean, you know, especially based on the success they had last season, um, you know, even though you might not think that based on what their recent history says and the recent, uh, you know, amounts of success, mm-hmm. but to, to, to be that successful in the NTT last year and, you know, add in, some quality talent. Uh, yeah, they, they could be an imposing team here. Yeah, but uh, only the games will tell for sure. So that'll do it for this group. We will be back with another group 